Their goal is to bring you a podcast that sounds more like everyone else than anyone else. We need to accept the fact that we are like every other podcast. We want to be special, but we're not quite there yet. It's the Xenial Odyssey podcast with Remy and Bobby Rocks. Welcome back, everybody, to the Zenia Lossy Podcast with Bobby Rocks and Remy, as always. We are joined by another guest. Uh, we're actually joined by a returning guest, and that returning guest is my friend, Mr. Jason Cox. Jason, welcome back to the Odyssey. Thank you for having me. Hello, sir. I know, Jason, you wanted to have a sit-down episode with Remy. Yes. It's going to be good. I heard you, he's a unique individual. Yes. Also, because is it fair to say you are still getting nuanced into psychedelics? I, I think I'd consider myself a psychonaut at this point. Okay. All, nice, right. All nice. right. But you you wanted somebody else with that oh, with yeah. that pedigree oh, and, pick, well, and just to, it's you always need someone that is more experienced than you. Right. Right. Because you don't you don't I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> none of us did it. None first. of us. And still, no, none of none of us know what the fuck we're yeah, doing. We always facts. look up to a, to someone with more experience. And I appreciate it because I don't like I, you know it to me it's not really like a tier system like we're just peers. That's awesome. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and it's exciting for me to, to hear, you know, similar experiences, different experiences. But I think the the overall idea is that like, and Bob, you said kind of focus on um, psilocybin and MDMA. And I think that we're at an interesting point because here's the thing. In the 90s, like if you did those drugs and somehow your family found out or whatever and anything happened to you after it that was bad, they would blame it on that. Oh, absolutely. So it's mm-hmm. like I was in the process of figuring out I was depressed as a kid. But my family were like, oh, dude, that's because of weed. Like, is it really? That shit kind of cheers me up a little bit. Really? And so it's interesting because it's the first time. Like, I think I had my mom, super boomer, not too long ago, ask me about mushrooms because of the the sort of revelations in society right now, you know? And it's amazing that people are seeing it for what it is because it's curative. It really is. You know? And I I think that there are people who still sort of refuse to um to see that or observe that because of how they were reared or how they were raised with like the nixon ideology right so i think it's remarkable for anybody to get oh, to meet fear. somebody else and, of course, and fear. fear and then the fear of the fear tactics yeah. Dude, that the whole i mean we can talk about this but the whole idea of a bad trip to me is kind of hilarious because it's like nah there are challenging trips and then there's intense there's intense trips yeah. there's positive yeah. trips but i don't i think the bad trip thing needs to be dissolved completely at this point yeah that's a good point because you go on what someone would consider as a bad trip, you're still learning something from it. Big time. Like the it's story ch- I told you on uh, on the episode where, where I told you about that person. I know who took the shrimp capsules. Doesn't They were dumb and they didn't realize that that would take like 45 minutes to an hour to oh, feel the yeah. effects. And then they just decided to down a bottle of, uh, pla- in a plastic bottle of, alco- of vodka. Right. Uh, yeah. That's a bad So they you had a bad experience. You had a bad experience. Imagine yes. that. It came, and, and it came from booze. Yeah, and yes. it's self-invoked at that point because you're mixing things that shouldn't be and you're yeah. mixing a depressant with a psychedelic, which is kind of a stimulant to some. So that's the problem. That, that right there sums up the problem. Is yeah. um, th- That's the other thing I've realized is there's people who take it now. This happening with one of my exes and she's like, how come like the windows weren't melting and the and I'm like because we, that's what you like, were this told. This isn't Hollywood. This yeah. isn't. Yeah. We need to educate. What is that? What is that movie? And it, it, it rings in my mind every once in a while. What's that movie where um, the character was like he had a sheet of acid in his pocket 
and he's run. He was running from the cops or running from somebody, and he runs through a sprinkler system. Oh shit! What movie is that? And it's you know it's it's a really graphic uh, depiction of of the acid being absorbed into his body, and he wow. goes into this fucking like um, amazing trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, and I I forget that I, I think... must have seen it with you. See, I'm a movie guy, and I can't think of what that could be. That's crazy. It reminds me of um, almost like it would be in Jesus's son. Was that the no. movie with uh, Billy Crudup? No, I'm not where, familiar. Yeah, it's a it's based on a book where he was just it, the book is like an autobiography or a biography by this guy on him moving. He was just basically a nomad around the United States in the '60s and '70s on and just everything he did, the people he ran into, and like all the drugs he did. I mean, it, it sounds like it could be that, but I don't think it is. It's not. I'm curious. You know. I'll, look, I'll look into it. See yeah, if I, I can. can't. I can, I couldn't tell you what the, <laughs> the movie was. But speaking but. of of uh, film or cinema or however the fuck you want to put it, the basis for you wanting to have this sit down was. The uh, short series "How to Change Your Mind." When I you, and you were the one who suggested that to me. Yeah, yeah. Did you see it prior to me talking no. to you about it? No. no. Um, my wife. We got married on September tenth. I know. I, I was there. You were there. I yeah. was there. We got married on September tenth. You weren't there. You weren't there. <laughs> Wasn't I though? <laughs> you could have been in the my trees, spirit. man. Your spirit was there. I felt it. Nice. Um, yeah, she started watching it. I was like, well, that's fucking interesting. I want to watch it too. She she watched the whole series while she folds laundry. And then uh, we sat down and watched it again. I was like, this is fucking amazing. And it's absolutely criminal that our own government that we, that the government that I served for. Yeah, bless mm-hmm. your soul, dude. Has bastardized these, bastardized a species that grows on our planet. Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? Yeah. How is it possible that one species of, of thing can outlaw another species of thing? And then privatize it and own it. Right. Because ultimately it's, it becomes an industry. At that I'm moment. pretty sure the, yeah. the U.S. government has owns a patent on so, some sort of synthesized version of, of course LSD. They do. Of, or, course, yeah. of course they oh, do. Psilocybin. I mean, think about we can even In go back. In the 1950s, it was truth serum. How about we go back, right. though? Let's circle it back to MKUltra. Let's circle it back to the literal first time when they were giving acid to FBI employees and CIA employees and not telling them what it was. So they would lock them in this room on the 41st floor of this building. They didn't tell them they were on acid, so nobody knew what it was. They were just freaking the fuck out. And they're observing. They're like, all right, can people move shit with their mind with acid? Can people fucking, do people lose their mind? This dude fucking ran across the room and jumped out the fucking window. The window was shut, shattered, jumped out, fell to his death. And... They sort of used that instead of being like, oh, we trapped these guys right in a room. We didn't you know these guys were also obviously they were employed by the government. So they had their own issues and traumas and whatever tied up with it. And there was this family guy. I'll send you the name of the um, Netflix did a whole they did a like a fictionalized serial about the real story, but they did it perfectly. And it's interesting because they then used that jump out the window as sort of the kind of misinformation point of bad trips. Right. Like, oh, we were watching this dude. He fucking thought he could fly. No. He like, kept asking you guys what was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was terrified and didn't know. And he's looking around at people drooling and scraping the walls and shit. And he jumped out a fucking window. And, th- and that's it. the pervasive image that has lasted. They did not, it. And then they said it was a result of the drug. Not just in spoken word, not just in society, but even even in subtleties. Like, um, uh, what is that? what is that movie that Matt Damon was in? that it was probably like 2006 where he played someone in the CIA. They gave someone LSD for truth serum and they jumped out a window. And it's like, but oh, it's, okay. that, it's that image person. Right. Just 
being pers- and the people separating through, through they, things. They focus on the jumping out of the window, not yeah. what preceded it, yeah. you know? And in the right circumstances, hallucinogens are not mental torture. Yeah. Right? And, and if it's you know cr- what you're taking, they're quite the opposite. They're incredibly relieving and it gives you an opportunity. I'm sure you know, and this is why it helped me so much because childhood trauma gives you an opportunity to look realistically at the stuff that happened to you, to kind of assess your part in it, the outside forces of it, but to also be like, oh, okay, that happened to me. Right. That certainly happened to me now. And now that I've looked at the ugliness of it, which some mm-hmm. may call that, I've had my darkest trips have been my best trips because they show me something terrifying or a part of me I wasn't ready to see. And it's like, afterward, you can come away and be like, okay, that was scary and it was intense, but it didn't abuse me. It was just offering it, me different perspectives. Because it can't because anymore. It can't. Yeah, exactly. And that, you telling us, that makes, that makes me like, it makes me emotional. Yeah, feel it, it brother. And this is a safe it's space. Like, mm-hmm. It's like you have the opportunity to address these things that are that are fucking locked behind Pandora's boxes mm-hmm. in your mind that torture you every day without you even knowing it. Yes, they talk to you constantly. They talk to you constantly, and they say "fuck you," you're yep. a piece of shit, and you're so used to it. And so it's just, it's just background noise. It's your narrative. Yeah. It becomes your narrative. Yeah, that was my the, biggest takeaway from uh, the MDMA episode oh my it's just God. when they use that with i cried so much doing that when they use episode. that with psychotherapy for people with trauma Tra- genuine trauma yeah and just seeing how like Grem, like what you're talking about is um so as someone who is you know does the work that i've done rem did the work with me for a long time and then, oh you guys you guys worked is that yeah. how you guys get yeah, yeah. okay yep. we bonded on the front yeah. line of yeah, war we bonded on the front yeah. line yeah. of yeah. Trauma, i mean you know not to misuse no. that but really these kids these were the pedophile kids yeah so me and bob were in the trenches and like you, you must know this better than anyone, man. When you can look to your left when you're in hell and see a brother, it's, it saves your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The I, MDMA episode uh, touched me personally because every single one of the clients there were, um, you know, PTSD was their m- main source of trauma. Mm-hmm. That was locking them down. Right. And then the MDMA was freeing them. It was, yep. It, it gives you, because that little black piece of shit sits in the back of your mind in the corner of the room and you don't want to look at it. And with psychedelics, you can just, you can look at the motherfucker. You can talk to it. You can look at it, address it and mm-hmm. say, fuck you. Yep. You don't have, you don't have power over That's me. it. I think my grip. That's it. That's the moment is when you're like, okay, cause I had a moment too. When I was in my, I was in my room, my current apartment and I was on a, a heroic dose and I was deciding. I love that term of heroic dose. Isn't that great? And like, I decided to like not have music on, not like just the dark cave of the mind and, and yeah. figure shit out. And I'm sitting there. And I'm seeing terrible stuff that happened to me. And I see this shadow come up on my wall. Now, again, you manifest what you manifest. Was there a shadow? It doesn't matter. It's visually how the story told itself to me at that point. You know, I don't want people to think this stuff's common. It's not. You'll have hallucinations. You won't. It's not. Hallucinations aren't the main point. But this was more a spiritual vision. It was like this big thing came up. And it was like, your whole life, you've been fucked about shit that happened to you. And you've been basically like wanting to just give up because you've thought that that was the option because there's not a lot of options when you're up against the wall so you wanted to give up so you know what i'm here now i'm literal darkness i'm literal darkness and you know what if you want i can take you home I remember looking up at it and being like no oh, fuck you it just and gives then, you courage and then the fuck you's got louder bro and it was like no fuck you and i realized what was happening in me it was the first time i'd ever said fuck you to it it was my abuser, essentially. It was the first time I did it. And every time I yelled it, the shadow got smaller 
smaller and smaller. Then it went away and I was like, oh, you know, you get the goosebumps, bro. And you start crying in those moments because you know what happened. I get goosebumps talking about it because it doesn't go away. I got goosebumps for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't go away. That well, stays with you the rest of your life. What I love that you brought up too is because that is something else that sticks out to me was the woman that was in her late 70s who had cancer. Yeah, who that was, was fucking Who wow. was therapeutically re- taking um, magic mushrooms. And her description of the journey she went on was one of the most profound things I think I've ever experienced watching anything. Like, like I was like in that moment with her and she's describing a woman who's very religious, very even admits being a conservative person to that point. But, you know, in the face of cancer and in the face of death, changes, like, yeah. yeah, you're going to try anything. And, and it wasn't just that she got over that fear of death. She also forgave herself for losing her child when she was a younger person. Right. And it was manifested through the Virgin Mother Mary. Yeah. And I remember being like, you know, I'm not even a religious person, but I feel like... Oh, yeah. I feel moved. I feel exalted. Yeah, yeah. I feel that's powerful. And that, that goes back to something... And see, what you got to understand is she needed it to be the yes. Virgin Mary. So yep. it knew to be that image for her. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's so fucking remarkable because it's... I feel like it's a living thing in the sense that if it sees you reaching genuinely it will try to meet you it'll try to help you answer your questions you know because we're clouded as people not not on hallucinate we're clouded nowadays we're all medicated everything's fucked and rushed you know and i feel like we get ancestral on hallucinogens but also but also like the mdma uh i know and you guys have talked about it too like the one thing that everyone focuses on, much like alcohol, but just they focus on, uh, oh, it, re- oh, it, it relaxes your inhibitions, and it. But what they, what people say negatively when they say that is, oh, it'll make you more promiscuous. It'll no. make you all this. However, on the flip side, it also inhibits your defense mechanisms that you've built out your entire life. Like, and that's what that's what helps free you. In, in my opinion, but can I too. say something honestly? Go. I understand why it's named what it's named. It makes you feel ecstatic. I don't. I've never once gotten horny on ecstasy. I've never once sat there and been like, no, you feel love and you feel seen and you feel safe, but I've never wanted to fuck on the drug. And I, I guarantee if you talk to more psychonauts, they would say the same thing. It's the last thing on their mind. Yeah, it's not sexual. No, it is never, But I can't speak on it. I've never taken it. No, and I just from like perspe- perspectives of other people, like the cuddle puddle, just laying there. That's it. There's nothing just, sexual. It's nothing sexual about it. It's just like you're, it's, it's safe. And you, what you find out is, you know, because I had one girl that was like, oh, we should fuck on ecstasy. I was like, okay, whatever. That's what you're supposed to do. But like, we started kissing and making out. And I'm like, it's so much more fun just laying in your lap. Like, can yeah. I go back to just laying in your lap? So I think there are misconceptions. And, and that's what I love about those specials, though. Because Netflix has done a few. I'll try to round a few more of them and send them to you. They do one like once a year about mm-hmm. hallucinogens, which I think is really, really cool. But hopefully it's going to... Cause that's it. It's like, oh, it's you're fucking. Eh, let me suck ten dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're not though. You're just not broken. You're just not broken. For people to like attach that with sexuality is so weird. Cause even when I would, even like the early two thousands, when I go to clubs, fucking rolling and dancing, I never wanted to fuck anyone. You'd hold hands and you'd dance and you'd hug. But so I think there are still misconceptions. That's why I'm glad. We and Netflix and shit can break these things down for people. So we can clear up a misconception so at least I can move on. I yeah. mean, why 10 dicks as opposed to five as opposed to I feel to like 11's just too many. Okay. But 10's not. No. Ten, no. Well, 10's t- a good round number. Yeah, okay. and you can be kind of in the center of it. Right. I don't know. It was just a good visual, yeah. I felt like. But, um, but I do, but I think that those, my point is I think those misconceptions are being killed off. Yeah, I would agree with that. People are like, oh, X season for fucking, it's for healing. Yeah, it's for healing. It's for people who need to love themselves again and remember 
why they did love themselves before shit happened. There's, there's one important takeaway that uh, we haven't really talked about. We've danced around com- tying it into the war on drugs. And that is that what is what are some takeaways that at least that I, especially the MDMA episode that I had was there were a lot of people who said they didn't, this isn't something they had to do for the rest of their lives. Mm-mm. This is something that was like, one okay, and done. Yeah, one and done or okay, a, yeah, I, taper it off over a couple weeks. You know what you never get? Oh my God, I need to do that again. Yeah. Like a drug. Right. Yeah. It, it isn't like that. You won't see people do that. And for most people, when they have a trip or a roll, like they're good for a while. There are party people who keep going and that's their own like prerogative if that's what they want. Mm-hmm. But true psychonauts, what, what's amazing about them, I think, is that they dive when they need to dive and they rarely abuse. I don't think you can say it much better there. So can I, let's yeah. circle it back, man. Can I ask you about, because I know you talked about it, but in this context, can I ask you about your first psychedelic experience, what that was like for you and what led I to I haven't taken a large dose. That's fine. I've been, I've been microdosing for, I've been microdosing since August. Nice. I've, I started, you know, extremely low doses, mm-hmm. uh, 0.25. Um, so I'd take it a day. Transition day, off day. Yep. Take a day, transition. Day, yeah, for people, even giving people more information about that who don't know about microdosing, right? Like how you do it. That's so. That's how I. So I started. I uh, I sourced some material from a local individual, a other human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always good when they're human. <laughs> it is good when they're human. Yeah. So I, st- I That's how I started, and uh, I bumped it up to half a gram. Every three days. Nice. Uh, this morning, I took a I took a full gram with some orange juice, and um, I I do that maybe like once every two weeks just to give myself a punch. Yeah, like a full like a like an espresso for the soul. Right, espresso for the soul. I wanna I wanna feel, and I think today is a great day to do it. With it's uh, it's overcast today, autumnal, and, and we have a nice drizzle outside. Yeah. It's 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 a comforting day. I feel very comforted. I today. said on the ride here today, I'm like, I love this autumn, man. It's been right. nice. This, yeah. So that that's how I do it. And when did you notice at, from the first microdose? First day. Yeah. You like, first I, day. You felt cleaner, right? Like just clean. Yep. I. That's the word clarity. I use. Clarity. Cobwebs wiped. Cobwebs wiped. I could I could appreciate. I uh, I work in Taunton, and it's right by the Taunton River. Uh, right by the Taunton Gazette, that mm-hmm. area right there. And every single day, I'd walk past that river. And before taking psychedelics, I would just walk by the river, and I wouldn't really make much attention to it. And I'd walk back. It's like, that's a fucking nice river, man. The I'm sound of the water running. I'm going to stop here and take it. I'm just going to take this in for a little bit. Yeah. So th- that's the kind of things I started noticing myself doing, appreciating the world around me, being being present. Mm-hmm. Just all these things that I've never done before. Well said. And I'm not looking back. Yeah. It and like I said, the, the some some not all of them. Some cobwebs are being clear. They won't all go. I'm and I'm becoming more of an emotional person. Which, which is healthy, by the way. Everybody, which, which is healthy. Mm-hmm. It's good to it. It's good to have emotions. It's not good to go through life every single day medicated. And just frozen, frozen, just going through life. Are you saying the Irish Catholic way through life isn't a good, isn't a good? It turns way? out, it turns oh. out it's not. I don't, I, that's my personal opinion. And like, I'm, I'm starting to think about fucked up shit that has happened to me in the past. Yeah. Like my father passed away when I was 13. I don't say that very often and I miss him. Yeah. And it's good that you can say that. Like that's the growth that you're I, experiencing. I miss my dad. Yeah. 
And I wish he was around to see my kids. Mine's in the hospital right now with Alzheimer's. That fucking sucks too. Yeah. So I, I mean, I get it, my dude. And um, he is seeing yeah, your kids. I, like, I don't want to. I know he is. Though, but no, those he, are the moments you know he sends you signs, doesn't he? he fucking like, I see. Oh, it's fucking cliche. I see eleven eleven all the time. It's not cliche, dude. And like, I'm riddled with tattoos. Um, my dad was in the Navy. I was in the Marine Corps. That's cool. Um, you know, he, he has right. Crossed anchors, guys, on one hand on I, the on the thumb, and then crossed rifles on the other. It's so fucking, it's cool. <laughs> I I'm right handed, so he's every, with you. He's with me. Every time I write, I look at my hand, cross anchors. So it's just a I don't know. It's it's allowing me to immerse myself in the fucked up shit, but at the same time, it's it's allowing me to heal. It's mm-hmm. a, it's like I'm just addressing that fucking asshole piece of shit in the corner. Yeah. I can look at it and go, you, fuck you. You don't have no power over me. I can think about these things. I can think about these things. And it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. I don't need to shove these. I don't need to shove this yeah, shit down. I don't down. have to always bury it. I don't have to bury it. I think that's, that to me is one of the worst things um, in our society. Um, men have? Not just, just for men, people in general, but mostly not men what, too. Is that that's we, what fucking people tell us we have to do. That's yes. why we're not yeah, doing that, it. We that's discover what I, on our own. That's what this is. And so, I'm sick of people saying that. I agree. Men need to be strong. Men need to be fucking the anchors. Yeah, I can be the anchor of my family. And yeah. sometimes I don't, I don't have to be the anchor of my family. Yeah, you know what? You never hear... You hear happy wife, happy life. You don't hear anything about keeping the man happy, and I hope that changes. Am man. I getting too loud? I just get passionate. I can always no, no, no. edit it down. In the, All right. the, That's good know. for radio, I, man. To, to, to be completely honest with you, it's I, it works better if we're too loud and I have to shrink it than if I have to go the other way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we're good. Yeah. We're, but, um, but even what you're saying, man, you know, it's incredibly impressive, you know, and just even that, just listen to the power of what he said, everybody. Like, he finally is okay with missing his dad and saying that out loud. You know, many of us have a loss or a fucking major trauma that we can't even look at in the corner. We, our whole survival system is on not allowing ourselves to admit that it happened. So he's facing shit. And that's what it was for me too. It was a matter of, especially like, you know, I've gone in waves. My first trip story is insane because I never planned on taking it. It was like 93. I was like 15 and a neo-Nazi put acid in my Pepsi, dude. It's my friend's older brother at his house. And like... He fucking comes in the room and, and he's like, you guys feeling weird? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I was smoking weed and I didn't really understand at the time. He's like, oh, you're tripping and uh, get the fuck out. I'm bringing a girl over here to fuck. And like me and my boy kicks us out of the house and like we had to figure out our way back home, walk back home and shit. But that night for me was the bike ride. Really? Yeah, because I was scared when I first went outside. But then I saw, like you said about the river, I saw that trees breathe. And I saw that the sky had a heartbeat. And I remember I stood out there for like 10 minutes just being like, okay, I was fucking lied to. I was, because this is not at all what was told to me at all. And I got us home safely. And I remember saying to him, like, I I went by his house first, made sure we got in there. He was worse than me. Like, at one moment we were walking and he started like walking into a lake. Like, he didn't know he was walking into a lake. And I'm like, bro, what are you, you know what I mean? So I can see where it's scary for people. But for me, I was like, okay, now I want to do that again without the context of the nazi <laughs> right because <laughs> that fucked me up it was like holy shit that's a that's a sad story too because we we someone we went to high school with that's how they died i believe they were tripping and they ended up in a lake yeah you right. just and i believe he would have just walked into it and drowned i believe yeah. he would have well, walked into it not known how to swim we are not a solitary species we're meant to be in groups mm-hmm. and psychedelics are they meant to be taken solitarily are they meant to 
or is it? I think it's con- contextual. Like, so it depends. It yeah. depends. You yeah. know what's interesting is I used to really enjoy sharing the experience with friends and stuff. The older I got, I don't really trip with people anymore. Yeah. Because I think what it is for me is it's soul therapy. Well, you always need a buddy. So you don't end up walking out of the house yeah, yeah, and walking exactly. into a lake. Exactly. Um, or a trip that, sitter. That's a the- trip sitter. And that's the main reason why I have not taken a heroic dose mm-hmm. yet is because, uh, and I'm hoping maybe we can build a friendship together and perhaps- There it is. I'll shaman anyone who's ready, bro. If, if you can, if if that's something that you'd be interested, I'd be very interested in in having that conversation yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Because that that's the main reason why I have not taken a macro dose. Because you haven't had the opportunity. I, don't, I haven't had the opportunity, and I'm scared. It's not. It's not fear. Well, no fear. I don't know what, what it is. Uh, Jay, Jay, can but, I? I because this is. It's not. It's not how I look at just psychedelics. It's how I remember being 13 years old and looking at all drugs. Is there was that element of. Ooh, I'm not supposed to do this. It's the taboo. Yeah, yeah, but it's that it's it's equal. I'm doing something wrong, but excited. Right. Like yeah. it's it's the mixed emotion of it's that. It's the feeling in the roller coaster before it starts. Yeah, that's not right. terror, but like okay, all right, all, all right. right, yeah, I can do this. I, but exactly, exactly that, and that's what it comes down to. And, and I, you know, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it is fear. It's fear of addressing that piece of shit, like that fully yeah. addressing that piece of shit, like looking at potentially. The eyes. Potentially fully addressing that piece of shit in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to react? Am I going to have the courage to look it in the eyes and say, fuck you? Or am I going to have a fucking mental breakdown during? Yeah. No. I don't, you don't, you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know until you do it. Yeah. And no. And I mean, I can tell you that like, you have a really good head on this, a head for this. So I don't think you necessarily have to worry about that. Cause even in the situation where if you get anxious and a little freaked out, I feel like you would know to work with that. I think yeah. you would know to be like, all right, this is and what if we're shit talking gets, about. And if shit gets too real, open your eyes. Yeah, no, and just even then, I always tell people, listen, man, cartoons exist. Video games exist. If you're having a night where you're getting in your head, pop on something cute. You can't mm-hmm. be depressed watching SpongeBob on acid or on, on mushrooms. Yeah. You can't right. be. So there are things that are really good to fo- sort of bring someone back if they need it. Right. You know what I mean? But... um. But that, I mean, that's it. it. It's a journey of self-discovery. And it's, it's at least it's finally, a, like, you got to understand if we did this 10 years ago, we might have gotten arrested or listed and like, because right. it, it was, it was serious. It's, it was considered serious shit. You know, they're putting it next to fucking drugs that kill people and addict people instantly. So there were misconceptions. I remember when, when we were all younger, either children, adolescents or, or young adults, and, you know, there was like, oh, yeah, you can get the death penalty if you're caught with, like, LSD. Yeah, they would freak you the fuck out. If you're caught with, um, if you're caught with weight, LSD. And like, what about the, yeah. you can take it only once and it'll make you crazy. There was so yeah. much bullshit we like, were fed. It was, and they they addressed this in the miniseries, uh, the Paul Donovan show or uh, one, of the, one of those fucking talk shows from the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Of um, the MRI scan of someone's brain. I remember watching that. It was on MTV. It was part of re- a True Life. The holes in it. Yeah. Yeah, the holes yeah. in it. Dude. Yep. And really? The, there's so many things that I, I just was like laughing at the absurdity. Like, but like, like they were saying, they, why oh. did they do this to us? Oh. Yeah, oh. That, that's... Again, fear. The fear. But like, again, I think he's yeah. asking like, what did that accomplish for them? Right. Control? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. ultimately. They were, yeah. The, the government was looking at a populace that was getting out of control, the hippies. And they were, were, da- of- they were the danger of free thinking too, which is yeah. terrifying to yeah. them. Yeah, I, 
and they needed to put people under control, so they they just shattered it in fear. Yeah, you know, yeah, because the drug but it war. actually fucking fixes people, so it pisses me off. Well, now, now the thought is, I'm sorry, Bob, but now the thought is, people are like, oh, is that why they didn't want people to have it? Because it makes people see through the bullshit that they've set up. Because when yeah. people when people focus on Timothy Leary and Ram Dass, and they focus on psychedelics, they, these are just oh, they're just telling people to take psychedelics. Oh, brilliant you know, you men know, who yeah. changed lives. Do you know what they weren't focusing on? They weren't focusing on how these two guys just saw the world differently. Right. They 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 perceived things differently, and were trying to tell everybody else that like back to I, I we always Remy and I always love making references to Bill Hicks. It's yeah. only a ride. He's the man. Back back to that's what basically what they were doing in real life. They like Ram Dass and Timothy Leary were like it's only a ride. Yeah, it's only a ride. Enjoy you it. Can get off whenever you want. You know, I I read the I didn't read it, but I I listened to the I listened to the corresponding book of the miniseries, and it goes into much graver fucking detail about Timothy Leary and they all those all those people. I I, I can't remember their all their names. The acid Kool Aid like group. Oh yeah, group. yeah. They um, all what's got his name? together. The guy, the guy who wrote one for on, the Cuckoo's Nest. Ken Casey. Yes, thank you. They all got together later on, like after like all this shit that happened. And Timothy Leary and all these other people and like all the rest of the people just hated Timothy Leary. Yeah. Because in their eyes, he took it to the to a level that didn't need to be taken. Well, he he fully but, embraced the celebrity. But like they needed the Timothy Leary Agreed. to like just usher them into it. Bust through that concrete mm-hmm. wall and, yeah. and tell the population, like this shit does. Everyone should be taking this. Take it at least once. I really believe that everyone should take it at least once. Parents, grandparents. I think that they'd be shocked. They'd be like, "Wow, I fucking missed out on something great," you know? Just yeah. because it is. It's it's the most curative thing I've ever experienced. Like a day after a trip for me is always like, it's a it's a full battery recharge. Right. Like you, you said, you the cobwebs. That- like, how about not being tired? Just tell them about how the fact that you're not always exhausted like you probably were before you started microdosing. I a, didn't really notice that. That was a big one for me. Um, I'd always, I haven't noticed that. I have four little children, so they keep me tired. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so, that's um, a That's a little squad but, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't notice that, but I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to put that in my, my Yeah, little, let me know what you think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. And like people forget too, like the DNA strand was discovered on LSD. Scientists who discovered it was on LSD and was like, I know what that looks like. <laughs> How fucking crazy is that? And he was right. So there's such, and Ken Kesey did not write one page of Cuckoo's, he wrote. He went sidebar there. Acid, acid every time he wrote that book. He never wrote a page of it sober. And it's an incredible read. So I think that more people need to understand that they might be able to tap into an interest in themselves or something that can crack open an egg of something they didn't know they have. Just open a door that can lead into something else. You don't like, what what do people say? We use 9% of our brains. I mean, that's, it's all bullshit, but you know, yeah. We don't, we don't have full potential of our, of our own brains. Like cracking open a door, busting through it and seeing what's, seeing what's on the other side. I I'm down for that. And even going back to what you said, because I didn't, you should be scared. All good things, like you said before, a big like you should be. I feel like all big things, getting in a new relationship with someone, you should be scared. Right. Like certain situations merit fear, and if you don't have fear, I don't know if you're respecting the situation. So I think that's a very healthy approach. Or you're, or you're a complete narcissist, and it's going to teach you a lesson. Though. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what's going. Those people yeah. always get it. All any of my friends who went in like, oh, you take two, I'll take ten. Learned lessons. Like okay, all right, take ten. Fun. Like, then you might have, yeah. I might say, that's a bad trip, bro, because you're in the corner fucking, like, <laughs> talking to gods, but I'm still going to make sure you're okay. I mean, you're wanna, still, 
I want to talk to gods. I had my, my craziest experience was 2020. I took a um, trip to Kauai. During the fucking pandemic, while the whole world was closed. Where's Kauai? Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, okay. And I'd never been. And I found a fucking cave, bro. And under a waterfall. And I went in that cave for seven hours. I was on seven hits of acid. Only because I couldn't bring mushrooms out there. Okay. I could, I could bring acid. It's relatively easy because it's paper and no one's going to check that. Yeah. It's just the reality of it. Dude, it was insane. Like, it really was. Like, seeing spirit orbs and hearing voices. It was like... it was Really? Yeah. Like, I came out of that cave crying. My friend took a picture when I came out, and like, I came out a different person out of that cave. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was even tested in the middle because like I fucking hate spiders. I understand their place, but they sketch me out. <laughs> I'm in a deep dark cave, dude. It's all dirt and sand, and like I feel a couple of them dropping on me, and I'm like, this is the test. This is the. T-. I knew that was the test. I'm like, because I fucking I want to scream and run and mm. go jump in the ocean, but this is the test. And they just, you know, they crawl. Things aren't gonna just fucking hurt you. Generally, right. when things do something, there's a reason. So, but like that was the moment, it's, and you're like, "That's the test." No, it got intense in there. Like at one point, there were these fucking orbs, like just, you know. And but that was like the that was like the. Would you consider that a mythical experience? Yes. Yeah. And I knew it happened because of where I was. I knew it. Like that island is so fucking alive and so magical, and it's aware. Because like, yeah, no, it's aware. Because at one point, I actually got like. I kind of challenged it like an idiot because I tripped on a lot on that because I was there for nine days. So I tripped almost every other day, like when I would go hiking, when I would go swimming. And I got, I just, my bravado almost killed me out there, bro. Because I was on the beach. I told you this story. You'll remember in a second. I'm on the beach and my buddy's going hiking, leaves me there. And there's all these don't go in the ocean warnings, right? But the whole time I'd been in Hawaii, the waves had been eight, nine feet. They've been crazy. But I grew up on the Cape. So I had this stupid ego thing, right? So no one's on the beach but me which is alone is fucking weird. And there's two lifeguards in the thing and they come down and they're like, Hey, don't go in the water. I'm like, listen, fucking idiot. I'm like, listen, I grew up on the Cape. I can handle rough surf. And I could see that they were like, Oh, fuck you. And like, they were like, Oh, okay. And they go back and he's kind of laughing. Right. So I'm, I'm in the water. I'm only up to my waist. Waves are tossing me around. And this, this cute little boy and like a native man, they had to be nine and 90 <laughs> come down the beach and the native guy is like, get the fuck out of the water. Riptide? No. And so I get out of the water and I'm like, I'm a good swimmer. And he's like, dude, turn around. Turn around. He's like, look at the water for a minute. Dude, it was a Portuguese man o' war mating season. Oh, wow. I looked where I just was and there were like 19 of them. I have no fucking clue other than God or whatever. Not that I'm religious, but somebody being like, all right, don't kill him. Don't kill him. Don't he's kill just, him. He's just kind of high and feeling himself in a bad way. Listen, he grew up on the wow. Cape. Take it easy on him. Yeah, and so that's why they were laughing. They were like, oh, okay, he wants to die. We'll just let him die. <laughs> and then they, what's cool is the, the native and his, the kid, what they were doing is actually walking along the beach with like a big cane and popping them. Because you can still step on them and get fucked. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't see them, dude. They were everywhere. Wow. So then they gave me the stick and they were like, and I just walked down the beach for two hours popping jellyfish. And it was it was fucking cool but that's that's hubris that's white man ego yeah. you know what i mean and i felt it i remember being like oh wow wow that would have been bad like that would have <laughs> been bad turns out i'm not as fucking smart as i think i know and but that i needed that yeah that's what i mean is because even if we don't think we have it it's there if, if uh and I've, I've and i've said this since since starting uh on this journey for myself it's like if everyone just gets rid of their ego this whole fucking world would be a <sighs> whole lot better dude <laughs> such i've dissolved and I, I, I'm, I don't want to like 
sound holier than thou or whatever. It's like, but I, my ego is dissolving. Yeah. Dissolving. There you go. That that's I feel the truth. like my ego is dissolving small like every day as I as I test myself and as I go through experiences and relive old experiences, like I'm 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 getting rid of my ego. Mm-hmm. That's key. Because and I don't need it. I don't. I don't need to have this. And I mix terminology together as like I I like the bubble. Yeah. Your bubble. Yeah. Your that's your ego. You need and your ego is a shield that you show other people Bravado. to protect yourself. I don't I don't need that. I don't need that. Well, that's how we don't inter- that's how we don't actually connect to bubbles bouncing off of each yeah. other. You I don't know? I don't need I don't need this bubble because I don't need to protect myself from anybody. Yeah. There's no there's nothing on there's not no other human on this earth that's gonna say mean things to me. Or meaner and, things than I've already said today. Yeah. And then and if someone says that, they're like, cool, bro, wave at them and walk away. Yeah, that's it. You come to a point. Like, there's nothing There's nothing that you can say to hurt me. My ego cost me so much. And even tripping is the thing that made me realize that. Yeah. Yeah, it was because I was a hurt kid. I was a hurt little kid. Yeah. So it was easy for me to always be like, I'm the funny one. Fuck you. Yeah. And it's like, it was just, it was this bubble that was keeping me from breathing air. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just like I was trapped in there and I thought I was doing great. Turns out you weren't. No, you don't always know. So you can step back and no. be honest you, when with you, yourself. When you're when you're when you're own when you're in your own little vacuum, how do you tell? You don't know. Like this is great. I'm doing great. Yeah. Right. Pop. Yeah. Just a little pop. Exactly. Because that sh- that sh- that that ego, that shield, that bubble is very very thin. I will tell you an interesting ego death story because I actually panicked and fucked my ego. I had the the moment and I fucked it up. So. um... Another night, another heroic dose. I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, I start dissipating. Okay. And what I mean by that is everything went, everything, anything you can think of went. And I'm sitting in the chair and I'm like, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know who I was for a minute. Now, instead of realizing that that's kind of what we're searching for, we're searching for the full dissolution of ego. When I faced it, dude, I fucking panicked my brain went right back to this is what i was hearing no joke oh that last trip just pushed him over the edge that's what i kept hearing in my head oh because it was that old health class shit yeah oh that last trip he went too far oh he went too far so i'm fucking scared so i'm like i need to do things that are gonna make me work my brain and i remember i have a really cool fucking tetris virtual reality game that i put on and i didn't know how to play tetris i didn't understand the blocks or anything like that's how fucking scary it was i was like huh I kept going, huh? So then I'm like, I'm losing my fucking mind. And I know what I'm going to do. I have to keep my mind. I went into my room and I grabbed a piece of paper and I just started writing things about myself. My name is Remy. I'm this years old. I like music and guitar. And after an hour, I was fully back. And it was funny because I was like this. Oh, like fuck. fuck. I ran from it. And I tell people, I tell psychonauts that story because just know that that can happen. And yeah. it's not the worst. If, if life wants to hand me that again sometime, I'll try to take it, again, more humbled, but I got scared. I didn't know what anything was. Mm. What I was supposed to do is exist in that space for a little bit and get answers that I didn't even know I was asking. But I got so freaked out that it was like that health class thing. That I, and I started like eating. Like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Eat that. This is it. My fucking family's going to think I'm like a wasteoid. No, I was just there. And then I remember I was doing human things. I started eating. I took a shower. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck, I got scared. But that lets you know how real it is. Right. And you learn. It, and you, hey, look at that. Yep. So you you faced adversity. Adversity. You didn't take it, but you fucking learned from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I did. 
I mean, I fucked up, but again, I, I tell all the cycle that's that story because if you get there, don't beat yourself up because right. I was ready. I was ready for it for years. And then it came and I was like, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, but, but again, that just tells me that I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I need to mature more and I need to have more loss of How ego. How long ago so, was that? Two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? If you don't mind 45. me 45. Are you 45? Yeah. I'm 38. Welcome to the being old and tired club. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, no, it was interesting. And you know, like I said, if I ever get that again, cool. If I don't, I understand that I I I got scared. And that's okay to get scared. It's okay. You know? So because my big fear is that, you know, like my roommate would have come home and I would have been like, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Just and nothing. It's, it's there's nothing left and you there's no there's no coming back there's from There's no it. coming back. Like, and that, is my is my mind melted? But Did that, I melt my brain? But that shows you how strong the indoctrination of lies is. Yeah. Because yeah. even though I knew better, I believed them for a moment. Yep. So there was that. Yeah. So for for me, who at this point now is the person in the room that is the most novice at psychedelics. So I watched it once and, and I watched it again with my wife. And as I'm watching it, my wife says to me, is this something you're looking into? And so I, I look at her and I say, yes. However, I think what I would do is similar to what they were doing in the episodes. Like it would have to, for me, it would have to be like that kind of environment, a very sensory controlled. There would be, there would be people there, whether they're people who are experts in it or not. And they're just, they're, they're there to help me on that journey. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that I would, from a spiritual standpoint, um, my father also uh, passed away uh, three years ago, but he was- We all have daddy issues. I, I know, yeah. But, Turns out, yeah. But my, my father was, uh, he was a very, very spiritual person. He was like, but he was like fully embraced hippie, like embraced it. Like he, he believed in the oneness of everything. Like mm -hmm. everything. Did he really? Yeah. Everything. My father's, my, if you haven't ever listened, how, do you know the Moody Blues beyond Nights and White Satins? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. They're, they're a great band, by the way, but they have this album called In Search of the Lost Chord. Okay. Yeah. Which is all about the lost chord is Om. Like, yeah. and that, that's the chord of the universe. The vibration. It is what connects. Yeah. It's the vibration that makes us one with the universe and all that. They have a song on that album about Timothy Leary. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Timothy Leary's dead. No, no. He's outside looking in. Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Now yeah. I want to hear that because I'm yeah. not a big, now, but now I want to listen pretty, to that. Yeah, and by the way, I'm pretty sure that's why my brother's name is Tim. Oh, that's cool. Because of that song. That's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure my dad told me that. But anyway, maybe we could have, um, maybe us three could maybe have a little journey and then do an episode and report, talk but, about it. But I, but I also look at it this way is that uh, around that time in my father's life, like I remember my aunt died from a kid, like renal failure uh, and dialysis was not widely available. So she suffered and she was, she was like three months pregnant. At the time, so the baby died too, oh, and I'm sorry, man. yeah, and that was—I mean—that's a tough thing to go through. And then at the same time, like he's in that point in his life where uh, just the, the, the counterculture explosion and all that—you're trying to cope with, you're trying to heal, you're trying to cope, and all of them definitely did a lot of psychedelics and acid. And I think that that's where he kind of went, and because I'm I'm similar in that regard, like I'm similar to that the, the connectedness with the universe, like mm -hmm. that we're all connected. Yeah, we're all. We all have stardust in us on, at, on some level, on some chemical atomic level. Yeah, we're galaxies. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like that would be like what I'd be looking to get out of an experience like that from a spiritual standpoint, like that, that oneness, yeah. like that, that would be like, to me would be just like. Well, that was the big thing after my first trip was the awareness of that, was the awareness of 
Oh, okay. So we all think we're the main character in this video game, and that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Like, we can be in our own stories, but we think we're the main character of a video game. Like, we leave a place and the lights just shut down and nobody talks. Isn't it? Like, it's it's truly amazing thinking, like, diving deep into, like, perceptions. Mm -hmm. Like, my perception of this of this world that we're living in, this video game, is not... I, I'm not the fucking main character no, here. I'm an NPC in a corner doing my own I'm shit just over and over. I'm just, I'm, I'm the glitching NPC, like <laughs> walking into the wall, walking into the wall, like trying to get through a doorway, or like ha sunk halfway through the floor and <laughs> not knowing why. No, but I mean, yeah, but but knowing that is huge because yeah. you didn't know that about yourself no. before this. That's what I mean. The same thing with me. I'm more akin to that guy. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the one who's t-posing, yeah. just isn't doing shit. But that first trip, I was like, okay, we're all struggling. We're all suffering. We don't know how to vocalize that. So I think that I came away with a oneness for the first time. I mean, it's crazy that it's generational, right? So what's happening was there was that culture in the 70s. And then the 80s, it just stopped. All those trippers, for some reason, found cocaine. Yeah. And I don't understand how they were like... And yeah, and heroin. I mean, all of that in the 80s. But I don't know how they went from something that was like life-saving to doing like coke in a bathroom and not seeing that they just became the monsters that they were taking acid to avoid. Mm -hmm.